0: Put on my blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane Touched down in the land of the Delta Blues In the middle of the pouring rain WC Handy, won't you look down over me Class ticket, but I'm as blue as a boy can be. Then I'm walking in Memphis, Just walking with my feet, 10 feet off a beam. Walking in Memphis, but do really feel the way I feel. Saw the ghost of Elvis, one Junior never knew. Followed him up. Through the gates of Graceland And I watched him walk right through Now security, they did not see him They just hovered around his tomb But there's a pretty little thing Waiting for the king Down in the jungle room When I was walking in Memphis I was walking with my feet Ten feet off a beer Walking in Memphis
1: Do I really feel the way I feel?
0: They've got catfish on the table. They've got gospel in the air. Reverend Green, be glad to see
1: you. When you haven't got a prayer,
0: boy, you got a prayer in Memphis. And Muriel plays piano every Friday at the Hollywood, and they brought me down to see her. And they asked me if I would so Do a little
1: number
0: And I sang with all my might She said, tell me, are you a Christian child? And I said, Man, I am tonight Walking in Memphis I Was walking with my feet ten feet off a beard Walking in Memphis but do you really feel the way I feel? Walking in Memphis I was walking with my feet ten feet off a field Wow in Memphis But do you really feel the way I feel? Put on my blue suede shoes and I Boarded the plane Touched down in the land of the Delta Blues In the middle of the pouring rain Touched down in the land of the Delta Blues In the middle of the pouring rain
2: To shake the ground You held me down But I got up Get ready Cause I've had enough of the dust, you hear my voice, you hear that sound like thunder gonna shake the ground, you held me down but I got up, get ready cause I've had enough
3: Welcome to the Pulse. Happy holidays to everyone out there. And uh, thank you for joining tonight. Got a good show for you tonight. Happy that uh, everyone has joined in. It's been a great thing that we're doing here. And uh, really appreciate all the support that we're getting. And uh, definitely happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you it's uh been a decent week here we're into tuesday we're into humpback eve as i call it coming into wednesday and uh glad you're all here to join all righty we're going to start off get the announcements out of the way uh announcements for tonight um the denali, the denali burros having a holiday lights contest uh i did Put that up on the Pulse page, and it's also advertised on the Anderson page. And if you have lights up for the holidays, putting out that Christmas cheer, you're more than welcome to join. If, you have to, uh, if you'd like to get your house on the map for uh, drive-bys, you can send an email to events at denalichamber.com. And they will get you on there. And yes, uh, not only for uh, the Healy area, but uh, Anderson as well is included. So, show your holiday spirit. If your house is lit up, get it on the map. And uh, I have also posted that on the Pulse page for any info that you need. Once again, you can also... um, send an email to events at denalichamber.com. Another announcement to get out there. Remember that, uh, uh, North Star Community Church is going to be having a Christmas Eve, uh, candlelight service, and that will be at 5.30 PM. Um, hope to see you there. I, for myself, will be there. And, uh, The more, the merrier, I say. Once again, that's going to be the Christmas Eve candlelight service at North Star Community Church on the corner of Aspen here. And that will be at 5.30 p.m. If you need any info about that, you can call uh, 209-7645 with any questions. And I hope to see you guys all there. All right. Uh, Just another plug here. Please remember the Anderson City Council meetings are on the second Tuesday of the month at 6 p.m., and all that information is on the City of Anderson page, and uh, if you can be a part of that, I'm sure they they would appreciate the support. We do have a lot of people to thank here in the City of Anderson and Healy and Ninana. Uh They work hard, to keep us in a very happy lifestyle. Also, uh, just a reminder, Claire Sky Lodge is going to be closed, uh, December 20th through the 26th. And, uh, so if you do use their facilities and, or, uh, uh, Pick up anything from there, packages, that sort of thing. They're going to be closed from December 20th through the 26th. Up until then, they are running at winter hours right now. And uh, Sunday through Wednesday is 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And always remember, if you're going there for munchies and that good old chow, that uh, the grill is open from 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. Also, another reminder that Roughwoods in Nenana is open and doing business. Um, So, a shout out to them also. And they're running hours of 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. All right, don't forget, Santa's mailbox is still up and going out there. Uh, Still got 10 days before Christmas. Santa's mailbox at the Denali Chamber of Commerce. Uh, The mailbox is out front there. Uh, You can drop your letter to Santa, um, or you can mail it to Santa's mailbox at P.O. Box 437, Healy 99743. Don't forget to put a uh, return address on there so that you get your letter back from Santa. So that's uh, Denali Chamber of Commerce and that is Santa's mailbox. Okay, also um, got the latest COVID count here. Uh, from December 1st to the 15th, we currently have 14 new cases here in the Denali borough. Uh, that puts us up to, I believe it was 57 cases. Um, and currently uh, for those two weeks, there have been 119 tests that have been completed. So that is the update. COVID is floating around out there. Just be safe, be careful, and uh, do what you can. All righty. Today was the ending for the Neighbor to Neighbor Holiday Food Drive. Excuse me there. Um, It was a huge turnout. Uh, I did speak to Barbara Walters, uh, this evening, and got an update from her today. Um, the Neighbor Neighbor Holiday Food Drive was a huge success. Thank you for everyone in the area, um, in our communities that donated to that cause. It's a wonderful thing that they do every year uh, to make sure that uh, some of the unfortunate families here are uh, taken care of during these uh, holiday times. Last year, they did over 60 families. And uh, today was uh, they said that they had a great turnout and everything uh, came together. And also a shout out to Yusabelli. They came through also with a lot of food that donated to the cause for the neighbor to neighbor holiday food drive. Thank you all for uh, supporting that. Uh, that is one thing that comes dear to me. And uh, just want to thank you all for supporting that. Also the drawing last Saturday, of course, was for the 50-50 raffle. Great turnout for that um, to help out the kids at the Student Learning Center, at the Living Center in Ninana. Thank you all for supporting that. Uh, It went uh, really crazy out there. And that's all because of everyone that uh, donated. It's gonna make them have some joyful holiday. since they're going to be here with us and not able to go home at this time. So thank you all for supporting that. And a uh, big shout out, out to, uh, to uh, Karen Lord and all her helpers out there that put this together. And uh, it's just a wonderful thing that we did for the area. So thank you again for that. Uh, happy to get that, those things uh, on the air. All right, tonight we got a special show for you tonight. Uh, we have our, our uh, fish guru coming on for part three. And uh, we're going to be talking about grayling tonight. And it's going to be a, a good show. Hope you guys are uh, all uh, tuning in and listening. Last week we had a, a good talk about the burbot fishing. And we even got to spend some time with Kevin out there. Checking some set lines and uh, also got to meet up and uh, do a meet and greet. Good time. Excellent time. And uh, tonight we're going to go ahead and talk about the grayling in the area. Uh, I've been getting a lot of feedback about our little fish talks here. And uh, Kevin came up with the idea of uh, throwing another one out there. And that's for grayling fishing. So we're going to go ahead and get that fired up. Uh, Kevin, if you're ready to call in, we can get this thing going. And uh, really excited to hear about it. So, Kevin, when you're ready, go ahead and call in. You can call in, of course, on the app or uh, on the uh, Pulse line. And it looks like you're dialing in right now here. Good evening, Kevin, and happy holidays to you.
4: Hey, Brett, how's it going?
3: It is a wonderful night here in Alaska. I can't complain. <laughs> I would, but no one listens anyway. <laughs>
4: <laughs> can you hear me okay?
3: I can. You are clear as a bell tonight. That uh, headset okay. you picked up is really working well. And, yeah,
4: uh, I realized I was maybe a little loud last time, but hopefully I'll, I'll speak a little quieter this time. You know, so I can tone it
3: down a little. I can see the sound bars coming through. So if it gets too loud, I, I just kind of crank down the numbers a little bit and keep everyone's ears from blowing out. So you're good to go. <laughs> Definitely. Wow, that's deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a heck of a studio here. It's uh, right on. pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Well, thank you for being a part of the Pulse. As always, we're happy to have you as part of our uh, Anderson family and the communities around us. And uh, really excited to hear what you got to say tonight. And uh, I did get a lot of feedback on it And um, for the last shows. And just to let you know, the show the other night on the Burbett was downloaded 223 times.
4: Wow, that's great.
3: So just uh, because a whole lot of people weren't on the air, they must find your uh, fishing stuff pretty interesting. So I know I do. And, of course, everyone that's on that's listening tonight uh, uh, finds it fascinating. And we're eager to learn. I, for myself, am not the biggest fisherman in the world, as you know now. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, thank you for being a part of this. It's uh, really nice to have you back on the air.
4: Absolutely, yeah. It's fun to be a part of the community and, and talk about fish, and that's great that the the bourbon podcast was downloaded so many times. But also, in some ways, hopefully, there won't be a whole bunch of people that start you know setlining on my spots. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Kidding.
3: Most of it, I, I gotta say, most of the feedback that I was getting by emails and messaging was just wanting to know more about that fish. Uh, because oh, okay. People don't really you know even our our natives here are quite a bit. Be- few of them uh you know know the fish is here but they uh they just didn't realize you know the potential of it especially the taste of it i'm pretty happy camper i gotta say
4: (laughs) yeah that's that's cool i mean yeah there a lot of people don't see them unless you're kind of targeting them for fishing so if there's any questions certainly feel free to forward them along my way i will do so definitely
3: All righty, Kevin, I'm going to open the floor, and uh, happy holidays to you and the missus, and uh, thank you for being on the show again, and I'll open the floor and let you start rolling here. All righty, hit it when you're ready.
4: All right, thanks, Brett. Um, So tonight, kind of talk a little bit about uh, grayling biology, um, the grayling fishing opportunities on the Ninana, some of the regulations, some tips on how to catch them. And also a few stories and a little bit about some research that's been going on down there. And hopefully that's interesting to, to people listening in. Um, might not be quite as, as fun as the burbot or salmon talk, but grayling are a great sport fish as well. They're great for kids to catch. They're, you can kind of find them pretty much all over Alaska. So hopefully some people will find this interesting and be able to take these tips and get out after some grayling uh, this summer it's kind of hard to find them in the winter. So it might be, you have to wait till spring to, to go after them, but I saw your drone footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: <Alrighty. laughs> Definitely.
4: Um, so, so yeah, I'll go into a little bit of the biology of grayling first. Um, so they're found in Alaska, obviously uh, Canada, Eastern Russia, and then even in a couple of the lower 48 States, like where I'm from in Montana, there's, a few there they're kind of um, species of concern basically because they're not in the all the areas they used to be historically so they're being managed very carefully down there and then um, another state that historically had grayling was michigan and they're trying to restock grayling in in that state but Mm -hmm. um yeah so grayling are kind of unique to the north and uh, we're kind of privileged in alaska to have so many of them and have such great fishing for them definitely so um, there, and interestingly, there's a, a couple other grayling species. Uh, there's a European grayling. Um, there's one in Mongolia. And then there's kind of arguments about how many species there are in, in uh, Eastern Europe. And in Russia, there's a bunch of different subspecies, at least, possibly you know, separate species. Humans love to argue about what boxes to put um, you know, different living things in. And so it's always an argument whether something's a species or not. But right. there, it's... You know, they're kind of distributed throughout the, the north, I guess, around the world, these grayling of one species or another. Um, and in Alaska, the grayling are, are, you can find them pretty much anywhere in Alaska. Like if you look at Fishing Game's map of the grayling distribution, pretty much the whole state is lit up. Um, there's just a few places where you don't really see them, and that's on Kodiak, um, in southeast Alaska, and then in, in the Aleutians. But almost everywhere else there, at least, um, you know, if they're not, found there commonly, oftentimes they're stocked by fish and game. So, so they're, you know, pretty much anywhere you go in Alaska, you have a chance of, of uh, seeing these fish or catching these fish if you're going after them and um, they can live for more than 30 years, especially out well farther north and in in Western Alaska where they get a little bit less fishing pressure. um, And for whatever reason, like fish that live in colder temperatures tend to live longer and they kind of grow slow and live long. Um, so some of the ones that have been found in the North of, you know, they've aged them to over 30 years, which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, same age as me. So <laughs> exactly.
3: a long lifespan.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Not as long as, you know, so the, the longest life sta- I, uh, lifespan of the fish I know is um, rockfish. They found one that was over 200 years old in Southeast Alaska. So some fish live really long, but grayling have a decent uh, lifespan. So Definitely. And um, they start spawning after about age four and they kind of build reds, um, which are basically nests in the gravel and streams and that's where they spawn. Um, And as far as what they eat, they mostly eat aquatic and terrestrial insects. So like mayflies, stoneflies, and then anything that falls in, you know, mosquitoes, beetles, ants. Um, They've even found uh, some grayling with mice in their bellies. Um, So they can... And they can eat other fish too, like small salmon fry. Or um, right. one of my friends right. was doing research on the North Slope, and he uh, euthanized a grayling and opened it up to see what it was eating. And there was dozens of uh, little stickleback in it, which are these small um, fish that pretty much everything in the North eats, uh, whether it's birds or fish. But, uh, yeah. So he was pretty surprised to see that the grayling was eating that much fish. So they're kind of opportunists, I guess. They'll eat whatever is moving around and, and whatever they can grab. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Another thing they like to do is they'll follow um, or congregate around where salmon are spawning because those salmon are giving off, um, you know, the eggs that they're putting into the, the ground. And then as the salmon kind of deteriorate, their flesh is um, rotting away and then floating down the river. And so the grayling will kind of hang around and um, gorge themselves on the eggs and the, the flesh of the, the salmon if they can. Right. And, you know, in the north, you know, in, in like interior here, there's not a lot of, the streams are pretty cold and there's not a lot of productivity. So these salmon bring in a lot of food and nutrients that those grayling can take advantage of. And that kind of um, sets them up for almost the whole winter. If they get a lot of good uh, salmon eggs in the fall or something, then they have to you know work, work less through the winter to survive. So oh. um, yeah. And, and um, so they've, there's been some uh, studies on, where the grayling move and they can swim pretty long distances to spawn or find food um, in, in interior Alaska. One example is like fish in the good pastor river near Delta junction will move, um, you know, a couple times or at least one time a year over to the Delta Clearwater, which is a pretty long trip through, uh, you know, the, the uh, Tanana, which is glacial. So it'd be hard for them to, um, it's really you know dirty. It'd be hard for them to uh, navigate, but sure. they move you know up to sometimes up to 100 miles in certain rivers to either spawn or to find food, that sort of thing. And most of that happens in the summer. In the winter, they kind of hunker down in deep pools and don't do a lot. Um, and they're very popular to fish for because they're pretty willing to bite. Uh, you can kind of uh, throw anything out there, and they'll go after it. Um, mm-hmm. If people who have fished for them kind of know as long as they're not pressured a lot by other fishermen, they'll chase after just about anything. So that's great for, you know, kids to fish um, or even if you want to, if you need to build your confidence, like if I went down to the Kenai or something and struck out and didn't catch anything, I'd go to a nice grailing hole and just catch as many as I wanted, you know, to build back confidence. So. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, but they, there's a lot of them, but they sometimes can be overfished. So in the past, like the Chena river near Fairbanks, because of how popular it is and how accessible in the past, the grayling population was kind of declining because of all the fishing there and, and people keeping the fish. Um, so now it's pretty much catch and release only in the Chena and the populations come back. But, you know, um, streams like that, they get a lot of fishing effort. They kind of have to be managed carefully so that the resource doesn't uh, disappear for people. And, Grayling aren't really thought of as a good food fish like salmon or burbot, um, but they can be tasty if they're eaten fresh. Uh, a lot of people say if you freeze them at all, then then they just don't taste very good. They're kind of they get mushy after they're frozen. Um, they're kind of just white meated fish, so they're not as good as trout or salmon, um, and they're not they don't have the consistency that burbot or halibut would have. Um, right. So they're not people don't really seek them out too much to eat. Uh, mostly, it's like catch and release fishing that people or do with, with grayling. It yeah okay and so the state record grayling uh, for anybody who's interested is five pounds one ounce which is a giant grayling and that was caught near uh, Nome. and a lot of the big grayling are found out in Nome for some reason they grow really big and, and really slowly out there and there's not a ton of people to fish for them okay. um, and then the world record grayling isn't much bigger it's five pounds 15 ounces and that was caught in the northwest territories so our alaska grayling are pretty darn big if you you know get into the the right area for them and probably around um interior alaska we we see them get to maybe 19 inches and a couple pounds we're not probably not going to see a five pound grayling but um you know there's big ones out there even so so and then yeah i talked about the trophy certificate program that fish and game does uh, with burbot last time well for grayling a trophy certificate you can get that if you catch a grayling that's three pounds or larger you can bring your trophy grayling into fishing game and have it weighed and um they'll give you a certificate for it and there's also a catch and release certificate where if you catch a grayling that's 18 inches or longer you'll get a certificate you just take a picture of it um next to a measuring tape and then bring it into fishing game so those are kind of cool things to display on the wall if you if you happen to get a really nice grayling that you're keeping or just taking a photo of <clears throat> okay yeah, so um, that's kind of what I had for the biology of the fish, and then I'll, maybe I'll go into a little bit about the, the grayling in the Ninana River. I pulled up some some harvest studies and some other things like that to kind of get, get a focus for you guys in your area there near Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Ninana is not really known well to be as a like a trophy grayling fishery or anything like that, but good numbers of fish are there, uh, especially in like the Clearwater tributaries. And uh, a fishing game harvest study – estimated that about 7,000 grayling were caught per year in the Nenana and people kept about 800 of those per year. So that's a fair bit of effort, but you know, nothing like the China river or the Delta Clearwater river um, near Fairbanks and Delta. Right. And surprisingly, so I don't know if, you know, people know this, but there's a couple, um, fly fishing guides in in Cantwell that kind of, um, specialize in grayling fishing and they get a lot of tourists, you know, over a thousand clients per season. One of my friends, um, worked there for a couple summers and so they get a lot of the, the out-of-state tourists from the the Denali uh, Park hotels to come out and, and fish for Grayling near Cantwell and so that's that employs a fair number of guides seasonal jobs basically every year these people are paying about $300 um, per day to go out on these trips and their you know the, their summers are pretty full so that's kind of a, a pretty good boost to the local economy I'd say um, and keep some people and jobs there so the grayling are, are more influential, I guess, than some people think. Uh, maybe not as much around the Anderson area or the Nenana area. But there was a um, yeah. there was a fellow that uh, his he had a guide service called Arctic Grayling Guide Service out of Fairbanks. I'm not sure if he's still in operation, but he used to take people out on the Nenana a lot for, for grayling, as, as far as I know. But I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't heard much from him if he's still doing trips or not. But yeah, most of the, the grayling fishing is done in Cantwell. So you guys are well-positioned in Anderson because not too many people fish for grailing there. So pretty much all the fish are going to be pretty dumb and there's going to be lots of them to be had. So it's a, it's a good place to be for grayling the Anderson area.
3: There's a question on the screen for you here, Kevin, are they just in rivers or are they found in the lakes too?
4: Good question. Yeah. They're found in some lakes, especially the ones that are connected to the rivers. So like one I can think of, um, near Cantwell, uh, to Lake up at the headwaters of the Jack river. I think that has grayling in it because they can swim into it, but, um, they haven't. So the fishing game used to, used to stock grayling in certain lakes like Otto Lake and Healy. They haven't done that for a long time. Um, but I can't think of any major lakes like off the top of my head, um, in the area that would have grayling other than the ones that are connected to streams. So, yeah, but, you know, it's possible that they're in there. Any, any old lake or pond that's connected to a, to a river that might have grayling could potentially have them in there.
3: Okay. Good, Good so, question.
4: Yeah. Um, so then I'll just jump into some of the fishing regulations for grayling. Um, for the Tanana drainage, and, the, and that includes the Ninana, you can keep five per day if you want, except during their spawning period, which is April 1st through May 31st. Um, during that time, you have to let them go. Like I mentioned, you know, most people do catch and release for them, but if you happen to want a few fresh grayling or something for your shore lunch, if you're out floating or hiking or whatever, they can be pretty good. Um, and kind of the same with the burba. you're not allowed to use bait unless you have a three-quarter inch gap between the point of the hook and the shank. So obviously that's not going to be able to catch a grayling if you have a hook that big. So wow. you're functionally just limited to like a single hook, um, either fly or spinner or jig or something like that without bait to catch them on on the Ninana, And of course, wherever you're fishing, um, you'd want to check the regulations uh, for that specific area. Sometimes there's specific regulations, sometimes there's not. Um, And then the exception to that is there's some lakes where grayling are stocked. They haven't stocked any recently, but I think they're going to stock more in in 2023. They're going to stock like Birch Lake, um, a bunch of the, the smaller lakes around Fairbanks. Those lakes are much more liberal. You can keep grayling and you can use bait and that sort of thing. Um, But that won't be for a little bit till those opportunities uh, come about. And then outside of, you know, the Nenana drainage, of course, the um, like the Chena River, the Chattanooga River, the Delta Clearwater River have different regulations for grayling because they get hit harder. So there's usually tighter regulations on them. Same with the Denali Highway and Parks Highway streams that go into like the Chalitna, the Susitna or the Gulcana Delta Rivers. They probably have separate regulations, too. So just always check. Wherever you might be going, if you want to keep grailing or if it's you're fishing. That you
3: brought that up. I looked it up earlier, and boy, I tell you, it's spread out all <laughs> over the place. So yeah, definitely look it up as your uh, as your target. If you're going grailing fishing, make sure yeah. you narrow it down.
4: <laughs> Absolutely, keep a copy of the regs on your phone or or you know a physical copy in your car. It's always good to check that, and then you don't have to worry if you're out there, you know, if you're legal or not. So right. Well, cool. So that's kind of the regulations. Then I'll just give a few tips on how it's, I mean, it's pretty easy to catch them, but I'll just mention if, you know, the main standard kind of um, approaches to catching them. Um, And so you can kind of, you can spin fish or fly fish for them. A lot of people like to fly fish because you can, they'll come up to the surface of the water and and hit dry flies, which is really fun because you can see them come up and, and grab the fly, but you can catch them under the surface too with jigs or spinners on your spin fishing rod. Um, And like I mentioned, you probably want small, unbaited, single-hook flies, jigs, or spinners. And then if you are catching and releasing your fish, you probably want to have little pliers to pull the hook out so that you're not holding the fish too long out of the water, trying to get the hook out of its mouth. Um, You want to keep your hands wet so that you don't remove the slime off the grayling because that helps them kind of fight off disease and, and infections. And then you don't want to hold them out of the water very long. If you need to get a, a photo of them, try to get that quickly and then put them back in the water. And sometimes, um, if you hook a fish where it's swallowed the the hook, and you either can't keep it or you don't want to keep it, you can just cut the line and leave the hook in the fish. And, and Studies have found that that fish will eventually just or that hook will just eventually rust out or work its way out of the fish, so, and they'll survive oftentimes. So, if you know, even if I, it depends on where you're fishing and what the regulations are, but that's an option if you do hook one pretty deeply, which happens. Okay. And okay, so where to catch them in your guys' area? Pretty much any Clearwater tributary or slough of the Nenana. Um, so like Fish Creek, um, up in Cantwell Jack River, or the Brushcana River, um, you know, Lower Julius Creek, and then in the area broader around, um, of course, Minto Flats, Chena River, um, the Chilitna River. If you go south of Cantwell, those tributaries all have grayling. And then you know, other rivers like the Teklanika, the Toklat, um, the Cantishna all have grayling as well. And anywhere you can find um, spawning salmon, that's a great place to find grayling too. Um, but they typically like kind of slow moving, deeper pools in the streams where they can they can see. They don't like being out in the glacial, dirty rivers like the Ninana, so that's where to find them.
3: Okay. Are they do they hit better on the top? Do they hit better running spinners underneath? Do they or is it just kind of a toss-up? You can pretty much catch them any which way.
4: It depends, you know. Um, sometimes you can catch more if you're using a dry fly than somebody who's using a spinner because they're at certain times they're kind of keying in on different prey. So if there's like uh, insects that are hatching and a bunch of them on the surface of the water, then you're better off going with the dry fly because you know that's what they're kind of keying in on. They'll probably ignore stuff under the water because they're just um, kind of locked into that one prey source, but other times you can't get them to come up and hit the surface. And that's where your spinner or a sinking fly is the way to go. So you just, you know, bring multiple um, tackle pieces of tackle, I guess, and then kind of um, try things out and, and see what works best for the occasion.
3: Okay. When it comes to spinners, um, what's your recommendation? Uh, like a Phoebe, like something that glistens um, to... Even- uh,
4: Yeah. uh, Sorry, I cut you off there. But um, yeah, pretty much anything that's shiny, that's got a little red or pink on it. uh, I don't fish much with spinning rods. I don't actually own like a full size spinning rod. I just totally stick to fly fishing for the most part. But um, people use like even small spoons, like a little pixie Mm -hmm. um, or a Cleo and then like MEP spinners um, that have some flash to them and some color. And usually the grayling are pretty willing um if they're around salmon anything that's got like a red or pink they'll like that because that looks like an egg or a bit of flesh or something so they'll definitely um, prefer that okay yeah okay um and then i just had a few kind of uh, so that's basically what i've have for the fishing and the biology but i just had a few um other notes so there's been some so I was involved with some grayling research and I won't get into it too much in the area there, but, um, people might find this interesting, but what we were doing was running electrical current through grayling to get an idea of how, of how much like fat and protein and water they contain to kind of get an idea of how healthy they were. Okay. Um, and if you can use this, it's called bioelectric impedance analysis. And if you can use this, then you, um, for scientific research, then you don't have to kill the fish. You can just run the electricity through them and get an idea of how healthy they are. And so one of the studies I worked on, we, um, collected some grayling and then did this bioelectric impedance analysis on them um, from the Ninana, the Chattanooga river, the Delta river and the Salter river, and then kind of compared what fit, what the grayling were doing as far as how healthy they were between rivers. Um, yeah. We found that the grayling was con- conditioned like their body condition, how healthy they are was different between the streams that had um, a lot of salmon and the ones that didn't, which you might expect the ones that um, were near kind of good salmon spawning populations were generally had more fat, and we're and we're healthier, and then there's also differences between season and between male and female fish, and we found the electrical measurements were about eighty percent effective in predicting um, what the fish was made of as far as lipids and dry mass, the percentages of those. So um, that in the future that'll allow for just not having to kill a fish to look at you know how much fats and how much protein that sort of thing are in its body, but you can just run the electrical current through it and measure the it measures the resistance and the reactants to get at um, kind of a a proxy for, for that information. So that was kind of a cool bit of grayling research I did there. And for that, we collected um, fish on Julius Creek and Jack river and Cantwell and a few other places in your guys's area. So kind of getting a good, good spread of fish from the Ninana basin. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then another great, interesting grayling project I worked on for my master's project um, through UAF. I was tracking rainbow trout down in Willow Creek in the Susitna river drainage. And we also, part of that, we snorkeled to look for our rainbow trout, and we also kind of counted grayling that were in the same habitats. And what we found there was that um, we, we noticed that uh, grayling kind of tended to be in the upriver areas of the river um, while the rainbow trout dominated the lower river. So they were a little, the grayling liked the colder, colder water areas and maybe couldn't compete as well with rainbows. So that was kind of an interesting finding from that. <laughs> um yeah i won't go into too much of the other because it kind of gets fish nerdy but there have been some studies about where the grayling move on the ninana particularly around Cantwell area that are pretty interesting that um, andy griska who's a biologist from fish and game um, did he did some really good work radio tagging fish and then seeing which tributaries they go to and how much time they spend in those areas where around Cantwell, where there's a lot of um, guiding pressure mm-hmm. to see how much impact that guiding might have on the fish and he found they moved around a lot, and I and that was just for the that upper Nenana. I would assume the ones near Anderson um, would move around a lot as well. So that was interesting. Uh, okay. But yeah, the, the grayling they're they're a great uh, fish to go after for kids and and for me too. I I like going after them. I mean, I've had some great times chasing the grayling around. Um, one of my same buddy who guided down in Cantwell, he uh, we were actually floating um, a river near Nenana trying to catch Chinook salmon one summer and. You know, we were all stoked to, to go after these giant salmon. Well, he is kind of a grayling fanatic, and he was just ignoring the salmon and, and just really happy catching these really large grayling. Mm-hmm. We're like, come on, man, it's grayling. you got to go after the salmon. But, you know, some people love love those grayling. Um, they are beautiful. You know, they've got that big sail fin, the iridescent okay. colors and everything. So. You know, there's a few people that'll prefer them over salmon, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, and, and for,
3: uh, uh, definitely for those that have not seen it, uh, Kevin posted on the pulse page today, uh, with some great pictures of, uh, of the grayling fishing. So, uh, you get a chance to take oh, a look. Yeah.
4: yeah. I forgot to mention that. There's some good ones in there from your guys' area, different grayling caught. Um, and then a picture of the, uh, running the electricity through the fish with bioelectric impedance analysis as well. If anybody's interested in checking that out. Um, but yeah, one of the fish there in in those photos, I actually, so, you know, the Denali borough people that live there, obviously uh, a lot of people don't like the story of the, you know, the stampede trail bus. A lot of people think that was dumb, that that was ever glorified and now it's been removed. But, um, you know, years ago I took a mountain bike trip in there and, I was, you know, checking out the bus and stuff, and and just nearby the bus is the Soshana River, which is a tributary of the Toklat, I think. And I looked over there and saw grayling dimpling the water, and so I had happened to have my fly rod because you know I'm kind of a fish fanatic; I always carry it around. And uh, so I just jumped over the bank and, and caught some fish right next to the Stampede Trail bus. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's um, cool. But yeah, but any of those. Little creeks, Clearwater creeks in the area can can have the fish, and they move they, they move around, they move in and out. But if if you look and kind of look for those dimplings on the water, that's a good sign that there's some in there, and then you could probably catch some. Okay. another you know I, my uh, family came up a couple summers ago, and I took them right to uh, a, a creek near Anderson where I knew they would just catch all the grayling that they would want. So it's uh, right in your guys' area. There, there's just some great places where kids could um, you know catch lots of fish get a good experience fishing and people you know want to try fly fishing or learning it's also a great place to do that because the fish are really forgiving and really eager to bite so okay.
1: so i would highly
4: recommend the anderson area and the Ninana for grayling fishing and it could be a lot of fun okay
3: great yeah i, I was just kind of thinking about the the way you're portraying uh grayling fishing it's uh almost like crappier bluegill oh <laughs> in the lower 48 that's kind of the comparison for the fun fish you know to go after
4: yeah exactly you know i, I don't know I, I some people call me a snob because after a couple grayling trips i'm kind of like okay i'm ready to move on to a fish that's a little harder to catch but then you know other people like my buddy they just can't get enough of grayling right. so it, it, you know it's definitely they're very eager they're cool beautiful fish um they've got well, to me, every fish is beautiful in its own way, but not everybody thinks that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they're they're a very um, a very cool fish to go after, and they can get good size too, and, and be a lot of fun. So, okay, right. well, yeah. great info. Thanks. Yeah, and thanks for letting me having me on here. And I guess I forgot to mention, but um, so the reason why I'm interested in all this is I work for the Wildlife Conservation Society in Fairbanks as a fish ecologist, and so um, you know hopefully in the future i'll be conducting more research in the area and, and maybe that'll include grayling and then obviously uh, you know I, as i mentioned before i like to get down to anderson and fish and, and stuff so that's kind of my interest in in the fish in the area yeah and maybe
3: i could uh catch you into giving us a little uh maybe some uh fishing tips here maybe doing some little fishing classes for the kids in the
4: area you know, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Yeah. A little, um, a little get together something to go after grayling or, or even the coho salmon are great um, fish to catch yeah. for the kids too. Okay.
3: Well, I'm sure they would enjoy it definitely. And uh, later on in the year when we start getting warmth and uh, hopefully some of this other stuff settles down a little. Uh, yeah. Great. I really appreciate your offer, you know, especially with the school kids and uh, you know, the school and everything else. Um, I'm sure it would be a great outlet, especially for those that uh, haven't had a chance to get out and and fish Alaska. I know it's uh, something that not really everyone talks about, but um, we have uh, quite a few people, you know, still in Alaska that don't fish or never tried or, you know, don't have the ability to or anything else. So maybe we can promote a little stuff and have a little fun especially with the kids and even like me us older kids would uh, <laughs> we get a kick out of it
4: <laughs> yeah well that'd be great and and you know the so the grayling fishing starts getting good kind of in july and then the the coho come in in kind of mid-september so any time between there or a little after there is a good time to do that sort of thing so you know maybe we'll all touch base with people at that time and see if we want to uh, put something together it'd be really fun
3: Definitely, I will. Uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of grandkids around in the area that time of year. So, you know, it'd be a it'd be a great opportunity. All
4: yeah, right. absolutely. And just a quick plug too, if anybody is uh, you know interested in fly fishing or or is a keen fly fisherman. Um, so I'm the, also the president of the Midnight Sun Flycasters in Fairbanks. So that's an interior Alaska fly fishing group. You know, we welcome anybody from beginners to um, you know veteran fly fishers. If you want to check out some of our presentations about fishing or, you know, learn some skills, that sort of thing. Definitely look us up on Facebook.
3: Okay. And you're welcome to uh, plug that on the, on the pulse page too. Um, Okay. I definitely know two people that'll be interested in learning how to fly fish um, because I've played with it and really uh, don't know what I'm doing. So, and I know the other half would love to, uh, to get a chance at it. Um, matter of fact, she, uh, she threw out there earlier. Uh, you know, when I said, I, I don't fish a whole lot, she threw up there on the screen. I plan on changing that Brett. <laughs> so, <laughs> Excellent. As you could, yep. See, she just threw out there. I would love to. So definitely, um, it's going to be, uh, I'm sure you'll have a good time teaching all of us and, uh, getting us all up to snuff on this whole fishing thing especially just learning about the ecology in our area. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that, uh, we don't know about this and, uh, it's definitely, definitely an interesting, uh, thing to learn about
4: yeah sometimes people don't realize all the stuff that's going on in their backyards, and you guys have an amazing backyard, I would say, hence why yeah. I go down there so often to fish so be happy to share some knowledge you know about aquatic insects, kind of the overall ecology, the fish themselves, and of course fishing so um, yeah you know, all about all that stuff
3: okay, great well, I'm sure uh I'm sure in the future uh you're definitely gonna be. Tagged for that one <laughs> that sounds the good. Area. <laughs> all right did you have anything else or should we open the floor and see if we got any
4: questions that's about it for me i'm happy to field any questions okay
3: uh chat lines open right now and of course i do have the pulses uh the app phone is open uh, along with the uh direct line here to the pulse all the lines are open right now and i just uh, also put on the screen the phone number here for the pulse 3602070477 which i'm also going to give a shout out to kevin because on all our flyers and stuff i had the wrong phone number on
4: there for a while so <laughs>
3: Apologies to whoever was getting all the phone calls for the pulse.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I definitely tried to call the wrong number at least once.
3: Okay, all righty. Yeah, did you get anyone at least?
4: (laughs) No, no, it just kind of rang on forever.
3: Oh, did it? Okay. Uh, Lines are open right now. Anyone have any questions for uh, Mr. Kevin Fraley? Uh, He is here with us tonight. Um, Great show, and uh, thank you for talking to us about it. Lines are open right now. If you have any questions about uh, fishing in our area, and uh, pulse lines open along with the app, uh, it seems like I uh, I seem to get more questions following up in email and text form later on. Uh, but you're more than welcome to call in. This is a show for everybody. Um, that's why I created this show so that uh, we can get on and talk about things. Uh, Phone lines are open. Uh, Kevin's on here. More than happy to answer any questions you have about fishing. And it doesn't just have to be about, um, you know, the grayling tonight. You can also bring up anything about uh, salmon or burbot. Um, I'm sure Kevin doesn't mind. He'd be more than happy to answer any questions about that. Absolutely. All righty. It is kind of quiet out there tonight. (laughs) <laughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that like I said if I get any emails or anything I will make sure and uh, get those forwarded to you alright right, one last shot here while we got Kevin live on the air any questions you'd like to throw out there you can put it up on the chat board or also uh, call in right now uh, line for the pulses up there on the screen also the app lines are open right now all righty, going once, going twice, and sold. Kevin, thank you for uh, getting on with the show tonight, uh, being with us tonight. Appreciate all your support uh, that you give the show, and of course to the listeners, it's uh, it's great to have you on board. And like I said before, appreciate you having to uh, that you're a part of our Anderson family and the communities around. And we're very thankful to have uh, guys like out there, like you out there protecting our ecology and keeping things going.
4: Well, Alrighty. thanks. Really appreciate you uh, including me. And hopefully people found it interesting and yeah, hopefully I'm doing some good with, with my work now and in the future to you know keep those fish stocks healthy and lots of them there for people to catch. But yeah, maybe um, you know next week if there's still interest, I'd be happy to call in for fish talk again. And I'll have to rack my brain and see what uh, what we can talk about next, but I'll definitely okay. send you an email about that. Okay. And if
3: not, like I said, uh, anyone, you're welcome to send questions to uh, the pulse email. Uh, the pulse email is the pulse in Anderson and Ninana at gmail.com. And I can go ahead and throw that up in the chat right now. Uh, that way, just in case it gets missed in translation somewhere, because sometimes I can't speak squarely enough, and <laughs> I'll uh, just put it out there. That way it's easier. Kevin, thank you for calling in tonight. Uh, appreciate everything again. And, uh, keep up the good work out there and any emails I get or any questions, I will make sure I get them, uh, emailed to you and maybe we can talk about them on our next show.
4: All righty. Great. Thanks for having me on Brett really appreciate it. And, uh, hope everybody has a good rest of the week. I'll be tuning in on Thursday, hopefully.
3: All righty. Thanks again, Kevin. You have a wonderful night and, uh, definitely stay in touch because, uh, It's really enjoyable to have you on the show. Oh, thanks a lot. All right. Have a wonderful night, and hopefully uh, see you on Tuesday. All righty. That was Mr. Kevin Fraley with Fish Talk. And uh, you know what? I think I'll throw Kevin out some applause. Thank you for joining tonight, Kevin and uh, giving us all that wonderful info. And this is for you, Kevin. There you go. See, I get to play with my toys every now and then. I love having my little sound boards going. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Definitely. Uh, It is. it's, uh, It's wonderful to have him on the show and I know it's really appreciated like I said I get the feedback on it. So let's uh let's talk about some things tonight. Um first of all uh to let you know um our kids are back in school right now and uh hopefully uh everyone is doing well. Um I've not heard any any bad things about it right now. Um our covid cases like I announced earlier before Um, They are starting to rise in the Denali borough and uh, they are starting to climb a little bit. Um, I, for one, uh, I just wanted to get this out on the air tonight. Um, For those of you uh, uh, that haven't uh, had anything um, or anyone, I should say, uh, touched by COVID in your family, be grateful I'm currently going through some stuff right now. Uh, my father was in the hospital um, for the last four weeks for having some issues, and he happened to catch COVID uh, in the hospital. Uh, it did uh, pass around. Um, he's doing better now, but uh, you never know what could happen. Um, just be safe out there. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of talk about... Uh, you know, whether this thing is real or if it's a cold or this or that. And that's that's not my place to discern what you guys think about it. Um, but I am going to tell you that uh, just be aware it is out there. And hopefully it doesn't um, touch someone that's close to you in your life. Um, my father is upwards in age and uh, he's in his uh, 80s right now. And, uh, you know, we're, we're all praying for the best. He's currently in the lower 48. And I'm just thankful that uh, uh, our oldest son is down there with uh, uh, my mom giving her support right now uh, while he is in the hospital. It's, uh, it's a tough thing that we're going through right now. Um, I did see announcement today that the vaccine has uh, made it here to Alaska. And it's not my place to say, of course, uh, whether you're gonna take the vaccine or not. Um, I'm uh, one of those people that kind of leave things to a last minute. Uh, I don't look to get COVID. Um, I have been uh, tested already before. It's definitely not the prettiest thing in the world for those who have been tested out there. Very uncomfortable. And uh, hoping that it uh, they find an easier way to do it than snaking something up your nose. I was lucky enough to at least have the uh, the soft navelsail swabs that were bendable. I hear the wood ones are just peachy. Um that's another thing that uh, came up is, of course, we have been having testing here in Anderson locally uh, with Nurse Carrie here at the school. Um, I did get an update yesterday that it will be uh, before they start um, testing here in Anderson again. It will be after the first of the year uh, after the holidays. So keep that in mind if you do need testing. Um, There are plenty of outlets out there, uh, you know, besides coming here to Anderson. Um, And as soon as I get uh, that kind of information nailed down, I'll make sure and get it up on the Pulse page. Um, Like I said earlier, we have our first uh, 35,000. Let's see here. Uh, Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Great. Thank you, my dear. I just saw that uh, she just posted here. That's some great info. Uh, Just came out of the city council meeting that 50 vaccines have been allocated to our borough, 10 of which are going towards uh, Anderson EMTs. Wonderful. Um, Big shout out for that, huge. Uh, The importance of that um, for our EMS here, uh, it is big. Um, and you know, it's, it's one thing that I'm going to get out there that, uh, we are short staffed on EMS, of course, in our area, and we are stretched, uh, thin our volunteers out there, um, from Anderson to Nenana to, of course, into Healy, uh, they are stretched thin and, uh, it's, it's great to, um, have such dedicated people uh, here that take care of us when it comes to life and death emergencies. And uh, I'm very proud to have them around. So definitely big shout out to them. And uh, yes, uh, that's another thing. Someone just, uh, Susie, you just posted that. Uh, It's awesome to hear that our frontline people can get it. And uh, definitely it's something that, uh, you know, I, for one, Definitely, do not want it. Uh, of course, no one wants it. I've had pneumonia in the past, so I, uh, I for one, am susceptible, and I'm very careful uh, about what I do. Um, I could not even imagine. I just know, just from my family, speaking to my family, uh, what my father is going through in the hospital right now. And it really shakes you up. Um, my my father has uh, had some issues within the last year. And uh, from that trauma, it's also progressed uh, progressed from a little bit of dementia into sun, sundowners and uh, now into uh, a Alzheimer's situation. Uh, just from the trauma that he's gone through, it's pushed him forward to... Uh, Get into a worse spot than we can imagine. And for those of you that are out there, um, I never really understood the impact those kind of things can make in your life. And um, let me tell you, uh, my dad, for one, has been there since day one for me and my family, grandkids, kids. um, And To see this start to happen right now is just one of the worst things you could ever ask for. I know I preach a lot on this show about, uh, you know, family, friends, community. As I spoke about the other night on uh, Sunday's impromptu show, you know, family can mean a lot of things. And um, I'm going to keep putting this out there. You know, uh, family just doesn't mean blood or blood relatives. It means everyone that makes an impact in your life. Uh, That's the way I look at it. I look at my people here that I deal with on a daily basis here on Anderson, and not even on a daily basis, um, just knowing them by name and being able to see them and wave and uh, know that, um, that they're doing okay. And that, you know, their families are doing okay. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that have a uh, uh, lot of things that make you turn you into the person that you are. And uh, impacts can be great uh, from a young age to even later in age. And there's, there's a lot of things that make impacts on you and it creates you, it turns you into that person. And, uh, hopefully it turns you into that person that you're happy with and that you can reach out and, um, you know, be a part of someone's life that, uh, that, um, you know, doesn't have what we have. I have a lot of blessings in my life and, uh, you know, you could look at blessings uh, a couple different ways. You can look at blessings as a bil- as a biblical standpoint standpoint, or you can actually look at uh, you know blessings as just using the word blessed and being you know happy with what you have. I, for one, am very uh, grateful and happy for what I have in my life. Um, things have n- you know, not always gone easy, but, uh, those things that, uh, of course I know it's an old cliche, those, uh, things that hit you hard, always make you stronger. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it, I can remember a long time ago, uh, someone once told me and, uh, here's how it went. You know, if you remember, just remember Someone is out there thinking of you and the positive impact you have made on their lives. You know, show kindness always. Everyone you meet in the world is fighting a battle that you just don't know nothing about. So, anytime you see someone, you know, try and show that kindness, try and project that smile when we can. Yes, we do have our days when we are off and we can never, you know, Truly show everything that we can it's in human nature to try and kind of bottle things up and uh keep them keep them you know inside. but if it's one thing I've always learned through life and uh not even to say to be a success in life, but just to make it through life, no one can do everything alone, you know. Whether it's bringing family, friends, neighbors, everyone out there is, like I said earlier, everyone is fighting a battle that you'll never know about. And just keep that in the back of your mind, that when you walk up to that person on a street and show low kindness, just a smile or a wave, or even just a hi, you know, one thing I can say about Alaskans is there's truly a lot of heart here. And uh, we should definitely be proud about that. And I definitely am for one, like I said, uh, um, there's a there's a lot of things that, uh, that have created me and turned me into the person I am. And not all of them are good, um, but a lot of them. You know, have turned me into a person that uh, uh, that shows feelings for people in the world today. Now, I'm not saying that everyone out there can walk around smiling all day long. That would just be fake. But if there's one thing I can put out there, just show a little kindness every once in a while. You'll never know what kind of impact it makes on that person. It could turn someone's real bad day into a real good one. And I, for one, have had some plenty of bad days where a simple hi or a hello or a smile has changed a lot of things. Like I talked about before, impacts of things in life that we go through, uh, we've definitely all had our bumps and bruises. Uh, whether you're doing uh, Just starting out in life in your 20s to just coming out of high school to being in your 50s. One thing you can say about it, it's always a learning experience. For the one person that says they know it all, they've already failed. No one knows everything. And there's a lot of things that can definitely make changes in your own life as opposed to you know, also with others. Let's see here. Someone just, uh, I probably got a little philosophical. (laughs) I got, uh, let me read this here. Someone just put on the board, Miss Susie, a kind word or a simple smile can make a huge impact in someone's life and be the difference that changes everything. Definitely, um, I, for one, solely believe in that. Uh, Even if I'm having a bad day, I still try and, you know, carry a smile. That's one thing that uh, uh, this show has uh, created for me is trying to get that out there. Yeah, we have our fun times. We definitely do. This is a great show and a great outlet for anyone that wants to join. Um, I believe in uplifting Anyone that's around you, uh, especially to uh, those that are not as fortunate as us. But I also look at things from a different way, too. I look at people that help themselves, you know, that want to make a difference. Um, It makes an impact on me to see someone striving to do the best they can or do everything they can for their family or their children. Uh, That to me shows everything, you know, never give up. it's, uh, one thing, uh, you just can't give up in life. If it's one thing, my father used to tell me and still does, you know, um, I'm sure if he would today is, uh, there's there's some funny things about my father. My father's a great man, um, and you know his his most famous saying from when I was a kid till all the way to now is just remember, son. It's all part of growing up. <laughs> Wise words. Uh, like I said, my dad. Uh, it's a funny thing. Today is the fifteenth. My dad turns 82 years old on the 18th in three days. And this is one of the few times that I won't be able to talk to him. Um, I have tried to talk to him and we've made some calls and, uh, it's, uh, I'll be making a trip soon. Um, but he's not in the right mind right now. Uh, this whole uh, thing with Alzheimer's has thrown me for a loop. Um, Currently he's thinks he's in, well, the best we can figure with his doctors is he's between 1960 and 1965 right now. And, uh, he's, uh, very lost in the world right now. And this is coming from a man that was, you know, um, my father has been a, uh, a pastor in the world for a little over, I'm going to say probably 54 years. Um, He's always been one that anyone could go to that uh, he would take the shirt off his back for. And it's one of those things that, uh, you know, I'm definitely proud to be his son. And I just hope that, uh, things will be okay. So just remember out there, there's a lot of people that have issues. And like I said before, there's someone out there thinking of you uh, that has made a positive impact on their lives one time or another. Always show some kindness out there. Um, You just never know the people that you meet in the world and what kind of battle that they're fighting at home and it's just uh one more thing i'd like to pass to you all tonight that are here on the show all righty um as that goes along uh i'm gonna go ahead and open the floor right now let me get the app open so you guys can call in App is open right now, and also the Pulse phone line. And if anyone would like to uh, call in and just talk about anything, tonight it would be a good night to do it. We've had a wonderful show so far. Uh, I went ahead and just posted the phone number for the Pulse on the chat line again. And uh, big thank you again for Kevin uh, calling into the show. Really enjoy having him on. And uh, please, you know, uh this is this show is made for you guys out there. I created this show to keep us together. I can be the host all day long, but you know what? It takes uh all the people like you that listen to this show and support this show to uh, make a good go at it. And we can always talk about anything., uh, like I said. I'm uh one of those that can go all night and pretty much just uh talk about anything if the if the conversation's there. Pulse line's open right now. Also the uh the app is open to call in. Um, I'll give you guys some time to think about that and I'll keep rambling on here for a few minutes. Uh we're working hard in this community right now definitely to uh get us back together. Um, currently we're trying to work on getting the pavilion, um, uh, plowed out and up and going so we could get some little get togethers here and there, get that fire going and enjoy some time, uh, out of the houses. I'm sure we can social distance just fine. We are in Alaska. It's pretty easy to do here. <laughs> it's, uh, definitely easy to do here. Oh yes. Let me see here. Yeah, I did bring that up. Uh, Just got a message here asking about, okay, so a couple weeks back, um, we had talked about certain things uh, here on the air about what's been going on here in Alaska, and uh, the biggest thing that I could come up with, and I actually called in there, if you do have any concerns here in Alaska, we actually do have an Alaska Attorney General, and they do have an office. And the nice thing about it, you call in there and you get a person to talk to. This could be any concerns, government, um, what's going on with this COVID thing, to, you know, vaccines, to anything. If you have any concerns, even down to the voting and the voting rights, Um, that's why we have an attorney general's office. Uh, They're not just there for complaints. They're there to... Listen and give answers. so I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out. Thank you for uh, for sending me that message. Yes, I will get that on the screen right now. Uh, one nice thing about how I have the studio set up in the computer. Um, I have my uh, my notepad, my sticky notes constantly going on my page so I can update it as things go. And let me go ahead and put that number out there. Okay, I am posting that right now. That is the phone number for the Alaska Attorney General's office, that 907-269-5100. If you need that number, um, definitely jot it down. Save it in your phone, um, anything that uh, would pertain to that. It's uh, definitely, remember, They uh, they pretty much work for us. Um, let's see here. Okay, my dear, I'm just reading that right now. Okay, I'm not sure if it's public knowledge yet or not, uh, but this year will be the last year for the New Year's bonfire. Too much trash has been dumped and too much time and money spent cleaning it up has resulted in the closing of uh, the brush pit. Wow. I did not know that my dear. Um, and that's, uh, that's kind of a shame. That's a real shame because I, for myself, look forward to the bonfire every year. Um, I will definitely, uh, get the word out. Is there anything that we can do, uh, to help on that end, uh, out there? I can get anything out on the air right now. Also, if maybe we need to do, you know, a uh, we can get together, clean up or something, uh, especially if not now buried under so much snow and stuff, but at least in the spring. I, for one, you know, I spend a lot of time out on the trails and in the bush, and uh, I enjoy being able to, uh, to enjoy our area. And uh, I had no idea about that. Um, my dear, if there's anything that we can do, um, To help out I'm sure we have a lot of listeners here in the area in the community that would uh, you know do more than their share to help uh, try and correct this and please uh, please uh, also if you have any other information on that you're welcome to post it on the on the pulse page here for uh, Anderson No, I had no idea uh, that that was happening. So are we saying that, um, so this is the last year for it, so we will be having it this year. Um, I know that there was some concern that uh, we didn't know if we were going to have it this year or not, and um, also that uh, it was put out by a couple that uh, there's also going to be a uh, New Year's party, of course, at uh, Clear Sky. For everybody uh i for one would love to just uh you know spend a little time i i want to make sure that i'm out there for the bonfire this year and being able to uh, show my support to the community and uh get some get some time in there with all our wonderful people here i will uh Josie if you uh do me a favor um if you get some time, if you want to shoot me an email here at the Pulse or, uh, um, ah, okay. Let's see. Okay. Uh, definitely, uh, bring it up in the council meeting. Um, yeah. If you want to shoot me an email, um, the Pulse in Anderson and Ninana at gmail, uh, com, that would be great, uh. I'd love to hear about, you know, what we can do. I, for one, don't like seeing that and don't think uh, a lot of the community uh, may not even know what's kind of been going on. But uh, I, for one, and definitely back anything that would fix it, especially, you know, helping with the cleanup out there if that's what we need to do. All righty. Yep, definitely. Like I said, we're... We're definitely all family here, one way or the other that you look at it uh, Anything else that we'd like to throw out there tonight i uh I for one of uh uh definitely thank you for Kevin calling in uh any ideas that you have for the show that you'd like to bring me you know like me to bring up on the air? Um, you may also do that. Send me emails. Uh, you can also call the pulse line. If I don't answer, leave me a message. Um, you know, I, like I said, this, this show is here for everybody. Um, that's the way I planned it and that's the way it's going to stay. And the pulse is not going anywhere just to let you know, get that word out there. Um, Get the word out about the Pulse page. And, of course, uh, um, I always throw info out there. And, of course, uh, on the Pulse page and on the Anderson page. And uh, get friends and family involved, anyone that can contribute. Uh, It's, like I said, the the stronger we get here, the stronger our community gets here. Also, uh, big shout out. I'm going to keep pushing it. Community Watch is doing wonderful out there. Um, I, for, uh, one heard, uh, I, we got some good laughs on Sunday. Um, I did go to a, uh, service on Sunday, a church service on Sunday and, uh, everyone there in the get together does notice our community watch. And, uh, a few of them were, uh, also have been involved in doing the little drive arounds here. Through the community. Also, uh, just a reminder again. I'll shout it out one more time here. Uh, to remember that uh, Christmas Eve, uh, going to have a candlelight service at the North Star Community Church here at five thirty p.m. at um, on Christmas Eve. Welcome to show up. I for one am gonna make sure that I'm there Um, and I know Susie's gonna be there because you know she's gonna be there (laughs) but show your sport just not for the service itself but just for the community to get that uh, fellowship and be able to see some people and uh, like I said I'll be there for sure also if you can think of anyone that could use help in our area um, uh, please, you know, send me an email or give me a call here at the pulse. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in this community that are uh, just as willing as I am. And I know everyone that's on the air tonight, uh, that is contributing when they're chatting or, you know, the messages here on the side, um, definitely know that you're here for support and thank you for that. Like I said earlier, I'll say it one more time. You know, there's always going to be someone out there thinking of you that uh, at one point in your life, you've made a positive impact on them. Show a little kindness out there, you know, it goes a long way. I know it definitely does for me. And uh, I appreciate it. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Anything else that we'd like to throw out there tonight? Let's see here. Oh, I'm sure you guys heard that buzz in the in the background. That was another message coming through. Let's see here, and also someone posted here: Come out to the Christmas Eve candlelight service and enjoy good fellowship with others in our community. Definitely, please do. Uh, it's an open invitation, and of course, uh, uh, just remember that we do have some people in our community. That uh, are alone and uh, make sure you give a shout out call to them and make sure they're doing all right. We do have the holidays coming up. Christmas is 10 days away. Hope everyone got their shopping done. Me, I got a little bit of straggling shopping to do uh, because every time I turn around, another present shows up that I got to kind of do something for. Susie, I know you're on. (laughs) <laughs> but definitely, uh, thank you for everyone here uh, supporting the pulse line. I'll uh, open it up one more time. The uh, the uh, app is open, along with the phone line. And I'll leave it open one more time, and also just uh, you know, be safe out there. Take care of yourselves. Another big shout out for Kevin and also his uh, lovely wife who lets him get on the air with me. I really appreciate that. And uh, I will uh, go ahead and call it one more time. We've been going here for about an hour and a half. Uh, Notice the shows have been going anywhere from one and a half hours to two hours, which is a beautiful thing. Like I said, I'm here for you guys, and uh, glad you're all a part of it. All righty, phone line's open one more time here. Uh, Pulse line's open along with the app, and uh, I'll give it one more shot here. All righty. Yeah, you, you're going to make me play the crickets again. You know, Like I said, I get to play with my soundboard every once in a while. Here they come. There they are. <laughs> I know I'm silly. I can't help it. I like to play for play with the toys here. <laughs> Definitely. All right, it's just part of the fun here. Uh, you guys want to hear some? Since I got you all online right now, you you guys want to kind of hear some of my sound bites that I got? I can go ahead and throw a few of them out here. Let's see here. We always got this one. When you're throwing out a good joke, you can always uh, throw this out. (laughs) There you go. I hear you all laughing. (laughs) And let's see here. We also heard this one earlier. Definitely for our fish talk guy, Kevin Fraley. And then sometimes you just get a little down. And yeah, I know I'm, I'm definitely playing. And then there's always those things that'll send chills up your spine. (laughs) Now, see, I got to remember this for next time Kevin's on the air. Kevin's got to have his own entry. So as he's coming into the room, we'll play this. As it's magical. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing at my own jokes. Ah, see, I threw out another one. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all for joining tonight. It's a pleasure to be your host and uh, very happy that you are all on and part of this community and uh next show will be thursday night at 6 30. i do hope you guys all join me and uh like i said give me some info throw me an email throw me a call leave me a message anything you guys like to get out on the air uh, i don't mind talking as you can tell i can talk all night but uh you know sure is a lot of fun when you guys all get together. Heck, I can throw up to eight people on the air. Actually, nine. I did. Uh, I've, I've added. I forgot I have a separate line. So I could put nine people on the air live at one time. That could be a lot of fun. We all know how it got uh, a few weeks back when we had three on the line. It was a lot of fun. So anyway, I want to thank you again. Uh, keep that in mind. Uh, like I said, Just show a little kindness out there. You know, like I always say, and I always kind of close it on the show, don't turn your back on anyone because, you know, you don't want it to happen to you. With that, this is a lot of love coming from The Pulse here in downtown Anderson. Thank you all for being a part of the show. Appreciate it. Look forward to having another show Thursday night at 6.30. And uh, definitely great time being here. And I love being here for all of you. I do got a couple songs I'm going to play at the end of the show here. And uh, I'm just going to throw these out for my dad here. Everyone have a wonderful night. This is Denali Burrow Brett, and I am signing off. Good night, all. Thanks again. A lot of love coming at you.
5: Painted red, and the stripe was white, it was 18 feet, and the bow to the stern light. hand from a dealer in Atlanta, I rode up with Daddy when he went there to get her. Put on a shine, put on a motor, built out of love, made for water. Ran her for years till her transom got rotten. Piece of my childhood, that will never be
6: forgotten. It was just an old plywood boat, the 75 Johnson, electric choke. A young boy, two hands on the wheel, I can't replace the way it made me feel. And I would turn a sharp eye, make it wide, he say. You can't beat the way an old wood boat rides, just a little lake
5: the Alabama line, but I was king of the
6: ocean when
5: daddy let me drive. Just an old half-ton short-bed ford my uncle bought new in 64. Daddy got it right, cause the engine was smoking. a Couple of burned valves and he had it going. Let me drive her. We'd haul off a load down a dirt strip where we'd dump trash off a thick pen road. I'd sit up in the seat and stretch my feet out
6: to the pedals, smiling like a hero that just received his medal. It was just an old hand-me-down Ford with three-speed on the column and a dent in the door. A young boy, two hands on the wheel. I can't replace the way it made me feel And I would press that clutch and I'd keep it right he'd say, a little sore son, you're doing just fine Just a dirt road with trash on each side But I was merry, old and
1: ready When
6: daddy let me
1: drive
5: I'm grown up now, three daughters of my home, I let them drive my old jeep across the pasture at our home, maybe one day they'll reach back in their file and pull
6: out that old memory and think of me and smile and say, it's just an old worn out jeep, rusty old floorboards hot on my feet, a young girl, two hands on the wheel, I can't replace the way it Made me feel and he'd say, Turn it left and steer it right. Straighten up, girl, now you're doing just fine. Just a little valley by the river where we ride, but I was high on a mountain.
5: When daddy let me drive,
6: when daddy let me drive.
5: Just an old plywood boat with a 75 Johnson with electric choke.
6: I know every crack in these dirty sidewalks of Broadway Where hustle's the name of the game And nice guys get washed away like the snow and the rain There's been a load of compromising On the road to my horizon But I'm gonna be where the lights are shining on me Like a rhinestone
1: cowboy Riding
6: out on a horse at a star-spangled rodeo Like a rhinestone cowboy Getting cards and letters from people I don't even know and offer's coming over the
1: phone
6: Well, I really don't mind the rain And the smile can hide all the pain But you're down when you're riding the train That's taking the long way And I dream of the things I'll do With a subway token and a dollar tucked inside my shoe, There'll be a load of compromising On the road to my horizon But I'm gonna be where the lights are shining on me Like a rhinestone cowboy Offers coming over the fall Like a
1: rhinestone